Welcome everybody to Zeta Global Radio. I am your host, Lainey Savante Wilkin. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope out there everybody listening are not only moms or moms-to-be, but grandparents and dads and everyone who really supports the idea of breastfeeding, which is such a wonderful and natural way to bring that forward with such great honor and care and support. And this whole month of August is National Breastfeeding Awareness Month. We just ended global world national or I said it again global breastfeeding week so it's obviously important to the planet it's it's the natural way it's the course of action that we all bring forward and today we're going to bring two people onto the show who really have supported this have made it sort of their life's platform and are really bringing forward opportunities for people to feel comfortable be uh, well received wherever they go so we're going to get right into it we are going to start off with Priya Namard and I know I said it right this time because we practiced this over and over and let me just tell you who she is. She is the co-founder of Mom's Pump, Mom's Pump Here. I hope all of you, if you don't know what Mom's Pump Here is, you're going to know everything by the time this show is over. Uh, but it is a nursing room locator app, and she helps moms find places to breastfeed and breast pump around the world. But not only that, she's done a lot of other things. And now because of this huge community she's created, it's become in a complete lifestyle community. Uh, my kids are already grown, but I've gone in there recently with my book, Finn's Giant Leap, and got to see how exciting people how exciting it is and how exciting excited the people are to be having this resource. So I'm so excited. I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm infectiously taking on her bubbly energy. So Priya, jump on in here and, and tell the world who you are. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm Priya Namard, and I am a serial entrepreneur. And I, as Lainey said, I am the founder and CEO of Moms Pump Here. Moms Pump Here is a health and wellness company for nursing moms. And one of our uh, primary products is the Moms Pump Here Nursing Room Locator, which helps moms find places to breastfeed and breast pump all around the world. Um, and we also have other products that we're, we're, we've been launching and other um, avenues of uh, other uh, <laughs> and other resources <laughs> that we've been uh, developing for moms. Um, and this is actually our fifth year, our fifth year anniversary um, this summer. So we're really excited to have come this far. Uh, we've passed the threshold for startups. And, you know, we've really um, made an impact in the nursing mom world. Well, of course you did, because it's not only like you're just this fledgling startup. I mean, you've really made it. I'm looking on your website right now. You've been on Good Morning America, Parenting, USA Today, Huffington Post. So clearly this is uh, a labor of love, and you've brought it forward to help an astonishing amount, um, thousands and thousands of women. Did you, obviously, well, people don't know that, but was this brought forward and developed after like you found a need was this a personal endeavor or how did it come into development well um i'm a mom um i have three kids um they're all older now i have a 15 year old a 13 year old and a 10 year old so they're both they're all like pains in my butt right now <laughs> I, I breastfed them all i breast pumped you know i supplemented when i need needed to actually i breastfed my youngest for three years it was like i cannot stop he's my last one i cannot stop 
that is amazing. What is the average age that you see being in the, you know, that you obviously know there must be some statistic that says when people generally stop. Yeah, in the United States, the average is six months. And that has to do with a lot of uh, socioeconomic um, uh, issues. You know, moms have to go back to work. Uh, a lot of lifestyle changes happen. You know, things are going on in a mom's life. And on average, uh, moms breastfeed about six months six months now if it's even longer because the world health organization recommends a year um if possible um if it's even longer that's even better <laughs> but with liam thankfully um at that point i was working from home and then i transitioned into being a full-time entrepreneur uh when i lived in miami i'm i'm I, i'm a new yorker and i'm i'm a miami <laughs> i used to be a miami resident for a very long time and um you know, I had, I had the opportunity to breastfeed him for three years, but, you know, eventually my sister was like, today's the day. She came to visit for a weekend. She's like, today's the day. We're going to do it today. <laughs> you are going to stop Well, let me ask you this, because although you were comfortable, I know that there is a little bit, of, I don't know if the word stigma is the correct word, but having um, a little toddler at that point, did you get stares out in public or what was it like for you? Because as we said, people are used to babies being breastfed and you have a little toddler. How, how was that sequence? Because I'm sure many people listening out there are very interested to know and it's probably either come up for them or may come up for them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because I was completely oblivious. I wasn't paying attention to people staring at me. I was really oblivious to what people were saying and doing. Um, social media has um, uh, amplified everybody's voice, you know, so now people are, are more likely to get shamed and it's a whole big issue because people can type whatever they want on the internet. Right. I, when I was breastfeeding Liam um, and him being an older toddler, I really, I don't remember anybody ever giving me nasty stares. But going back to your question before, Moms Pump here started because I am a mom and my business partner, um, my co-founder, Kim Harrison, she's a mom also. And we we both had issues finding places to breast pump. And we had horrible experiences having to pump in, you know, parked cars or, you know, in a bathroom stall. And no mom should have to pump in a bathroom stall. That's right. you know, fecal matter in the air. It's just crazy. You know, if you're not going to prepare a meal in a bathroom, why should a nursing mom? Because pretty much breast milk is a, is a food. It's, it's labeled a right. food. So why would you prepare food in a bathroom stall? Or why should a mom feel forced to go into a bathroom to do that? I've always called it liquid gold. That's what I call breast milk. Because it's a remedy for everything. I mean, in addition to nursing your kids um, and um, nourishing your kids with breast milk, liquid gold can be used. Um, breast milk can be used. Yeah, I'm saying liquid gold. can be used for, like, numerous things. You could put it in your pink eye. If you have a cut, you could put it in your cut. You could put it on diaper rash, a whole bunch of different things. And actually, we even created a product before the summer called Just Add Breast Milk, where it's carrier ingredients that moms can add two ounces of their breast milk to so they can soothe, moisturize, and heal their baby's skin. It's a topical um, product, so they can rub it on their skin. So the breast milk amplifies the ingredients that we have in there. They're all natural. Um, so breast milk is, is literally liquid gold. I mean, it's, it, even if you're sick, and um, you're breastfeeding, your antibodies are going into the baby's, baby's body and system. So those mm-hmm. antibodies are protecting your baby, you know. Or you could store that breast milk for when your baby is sick. And you can give right. that, that breast milk with your antibodies because it changes, actually. The color changes when you're sick. It's like a little yellowish. You can give that 
breast milk that you store to your child when it's when your child is sick and it'll it'll help them heal faster that's incredible well let me ask you getting back to the app were you so here you were moms you and your co-founder kim did either of you have a background in technology i mean there's so many resources there's magazines there's blogs like how did you say we're gonna do an app because i'm very curious as a powerhouse entrepreneur and i know you've done a million different things and now you're doing this and it's like taken off you know exponentially was this your background because it's a pretty techie item you got going no a tech is not is not my background it's actually my husband's background oh okay so he is the full force um he's a force to be working with in general but he is a force behind mom's club here he's the well he's the person who built the website built the GPS locator on the website. Um, all the changes you see constantly, that's him. He, we had to hire an outside developer, um, app developer, to create the app, and he worked directly with him, and they worked with the coding and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I've sort of been in that technology world because of him. You know, I learned, I know how to build a web, build a website because of him. I know how to use a content man- management system because of him. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Basic HTML looks like because of him, you know. Um, Kim, not so much. She's, she was more of a, um, um, she's a chemist by nature, so she was more into the medical side of stuff. Um, but the, Wade is the reason, Wade's my husband's name. He's the reason why um, Mom's Pump Here has grown and has become more successful because of the app and all the advances we've made on our website and um, all the tools that we've created. Well, moms should know to go to momspumphere.com and, of course, your Facebook page as well because you do say right on there, we are hashtag dad friendly because I think that's really important because you know probably being in this world, I know I also breastfed my two daughters, how important it is to get your partner, your spouse uh, uh, involved and engaged in this whole process because it's it's breastfeeding they got to get comfortable then there's you know the whole idea of pumping and watching what used to be their boobs now it's your children's boobs <laughs> and you know having machines hooked up to them like it's a whole education it's a consciousness it's a it's a lifestyle don't you think like how important it is to have your other your other significant other engaged in this whole culture oh absolutely um if you know sometimes moms don't have that support they don't have you know their husband or boyfriend or partner um but it's important to get them involved in the whole process i mean obviously you're carrying the child and you're the one actually breastfeeding but sometimes dads feel like you know they want to be they would love to breastfeed if they could, you know. I mean, it sounds weird, but, you know, they, they feel like they have to stand there and wash, you know. But there's ways, you know, if you breast pump your milk, you know, your, your hubby or your partner can bottle feed the breast milk to the baby. Um, there's different ways of going about it. Um, so they, you can get them involved. You know, the skin-to-skin contact is very, very important for dads. You know, you have skin-to-skin contact as a mom because you're breastfeeding. It's late at night, you roll over, you give him a boob, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But the baby knows that you're, you're the life bringer, life giver, um, and the food truck all in one. Exactly. The skin-to-skin contact is extremely important because this way the baby's used to the, the dad's smell. Um, they know that he's also a nurturer. Um, and, you know, it's, it's important for the dad, too, because you're, de- you're developing a bond early on with your baby. 
Perfect. When we come back, we're going to uh, first take a quick break, but we're also going, when we come back, get into more detail about the app, about the community, how it can serve you, where it's located, where you're located, how you can find others who are going through the same thing you are. You're listening to Zeta Global Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, ZGR listeners. Are you living a life of purposeful meaning? If you're not sure, Here are some signs that you may be out of purpose and out of alignment. Have you felt a sense of dread about your life? Feeling flat and apathetic? Maybe you feel that something is missing or you feel resentful because you want to be doing something else. Or you might feel anxiety about setting goals and feel fatigued all the time. If you're feeling any of these and you're ready to move out of those experiences and into the joy of discovering and allowing your divine purpose to unfold in your life, emotional freedom technique might be right for you. Spiritual alchemist Nico Anna Burkhart uses EFT, which is also known as tapping in the law of attraction, in profound ways to support you to identify the limiting beliefs that have kept you from finding your true purpose. Once we identify and clear those unwanted beliefs, you can begin to discover what you really want out of life in a way that leaves you feeling empowered and aligned with yourself. Contact Nico at NicoAnnaBurkhart.com. That's N-I-K-O-A-N-A-B-U-R-K-H-A-R-D-T.com. Welcome back to ZGR. I am Lainey Savante Wolken. I am having the greatest time here. I'm here with Priya Namard. And if you're just tuning in, I encourage you to go back and listen to the archives because we are talking about all things breastfeeding, moms, dads, uh, breast milk, benefits, health, and consciousness of this whole culture. Uh, we talked earlier, which I thought it was fascinating, and then we're going to get into the app in this segment. But I do want to mention to you, Priya, I lived in Sweden, and I saw people breastfeeding, and I wanted to get this in on the last segment. There were kids that were like six, seven years old, and it was just completely a new mindset of like, I didn't even know, but you know, honestly, I wasn't even educated that women's bodies can produce milk that many years or I mean we're just a fascinating anatomy to be able to do that so when you said three that I think in the U.S. is very long but I'm sure overseas and uh, I know we're listened to in many many countries please write in and let us know how late people do it there but anyways I just wanted to say I remember seeing that and um, it actually brings me to the next question because we're going to talk now about your app is is this app for uh, U.S., is it na- national or is it international? Tell us more about the details of that. Oh, absolutely. So first of all, that's phenomenal. Six, seven years old. <laughs> I know. Um, and that, that totally, uh, I'm not surprised by that because our culture is very different. It's very conservative compared to other countries and, you know, uh, nationalities and things. But um, the, the app is available internationally. Our website um, is actually uh, translated into different languages. So you can get our website in over a hundred different languages just with the Google tool that we have on the front page, but we have different versions of it in Spanish, French, German, and then different Englishes. We have Australian English, we have British English, and we have American English. Wow. If you're in Australia and you're looking at Moms Pump Here, the Moms Pump Here Australian website will pop up versus the United States version. Um, so everything, and this is all weight, again, like everything is um, set in a way where wherever country you're in, you're going to get that version of the website because of Google search and SEO um, that we've done. 
But um, yeah, it's available um, in every country. Um, any mom anywhere can download it. We have over 5,000 locations all over the world, not just the United States. We have Canada, we have Europe, we even have Nigerian locations, <laughs> which is phenomenal. We have Australia, we have China, we have Singapore, Japan, um, Taiwan, tons of different places uh, moms can, can go to to pump and breastfeed. And what's even more spectacular is that moms can submit locations. So our community our app and our locator and our website is all community-driven. Moms have submitted these locations. And we have the locations actually submit their own locations. But moms can go in there and submit them via the website or via the app. And they can also review the locations. So if, say, you know, Mom Susie went to the museum around the corner and she added the location, Mom Lynn can go another day and be like, oh, I give this location three stars because it wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be, <laughs> you know? Have you seen people really, not people, business owners or storefronts or, you know, brick and mortar, have they really upped up their game in terms of their amenities? Like, come here and we're going to give you some uh, uh, appetizers and a massage. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm saying, like, have you really seen a progression in where, where and how stores from, you know, probably say from when your kids are babies or my kids who, are, you know, they're well into their teens, uh, have offered services. You know, like, you know, maybe it's not just a little little sitting bench over there, but now there's like full-fledged, like, you know, breastfeeding area. Absolutely. So uh, one thing I'm very proud of um, is that we've changed the game in terms of nursing rooms. When we started, there were some lists on the Internet, you know, places to find nursing rooms, but now, you know, it's become such – a norm, kind of like normalizing breastfeed. So it's breastfeeding, it's like normalizing nursing rooms. People like moms mm. expect us to provide this service now. It's not like, oh, this is so nice, you know, blah, blah. Moms get mad. <laughs> they don't have a nursing room near them. And you'll find that on, you get, we get like one star here and there if they can't find a nursing room, you know, because they expect the, the service to be available now. So really, it's like economic impact to a business if they're not acknowledging that demographic. Wow. Moms are the second biggest uh, uh, niche, marketing niche, uh, compared to pets. Pets is the largest. You know, um, moms, uh, they, run, they run the household. They, they're the one out there shopping and buying stuff. Um, they are an economic force. So it only makes sense for a business to accommodate nursing moms because you're allowing them to feel comfortable to bring their children, and they might even, like, walk around and buy some of your stuff. You know, so mm -hmm. it's, it's really important that some businesses recognize that. Now, we've had, we've had, so we get a lot of contacts. Like, we have all the NFL stadiums, all the baseball stadiums, all the sports stadiums around the country and in Canada, and uh, some around, you know, the world and stuff. But we've had conversations, you know, one in particular that really pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> Tell it like it is. We're mamas. <laughs> so the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have the largest female fan base in the whole country. And my brother actually lives in Pittsburgh, so this, like, hits home. And they have a phenomenal fan base, um, but they refuse to create a nursing room for moms. And we, there was actually a petition going around from a, a, friend, a mom friend of mine. Her name was Stephanie. And the petition got thousands and thousands of signatures, and they were like, whatever, we don't have to do this. They can use the first aid station. I mean, it's not bad. First aid is something. You know, if moms need to go pump, they can pre pu um, 
plug in their breast pump in the first aid station and do that. But it's not a nursing room because you have people coming in and out. You know, it's not sure. exactly the ideal place. You know, um, but we, I was so pissed off. The guy was like, no, that's okay. They can use the first aid or the bathroom. <laughs> Completely oblivious, oblivious to what we were trying to do and the importance of it. Um, so you do have those people who um, still are not educated about it and refuse to get educated about it. Um, but then you have the businesses that are really gung-ho, um, that really go all out for their moms. You have some airports that have really amazing nursing rooms, um, even um, sports stadiums, or even little shops, mom-and-pop mom and shops that have really amazing spaces. Um, they, they give you TV. They give you, you know, extra amenities. You know, it's phenomenal what people have done. Wow. Well, I hope we've just started a movement here and everyone's listening. If you're in the Pittsburgh area and you want to have <laughs> lactation rooms, you know, now you, you have some food for thought. And yes, the powers of, power of mom goddesses, it's really important that everyone feels that everyone feels equal, that there's no less than energy with anybody because if anything, you know, women should be completely revered. You know, we bring, we're the bringers of life. And so it's essential that, um, you know, that's a game. This is life. So, and you're right. I, I'm a, I'm an avid traveler and I just can't believe, I can't pinpoint a particular airport right now. Um, but I have seen huge upgrades. And actually where I see them the most, and it's not a surprise, are department stores. Like some of the high-end department stores are just rolling out some luxurious, you know, uh, amenities for sure. Like beautiful chaise lounges and, you know, water stations. And, um, you know, it's just even, so it's just, it's really come a long way like everything else. And of course, having technology like what you have with Mom's Pump here and of course, uh, social media. It's a really good time to be a mom, and that's what it's exciting. So, uh, with just a few minutes we have left, is there a, a sort of a future course or a plan? Because I know you've expanded not only just the locator rooms, but also you're creating more of a community as well. So, you probably add more resources and such. So, tell us a little bit more about that. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, we've added more resources and more products. Um, we are now an Amazon affiliate, so we'll be also recommending um, Nursing Mom products through our website very soon. We're, we're working on um, placing all that HTML and all that coding up there. Um, but in addition to that, um, in terms of driving our community, we are developing relationships with very prominent, I, cannot, I can't say the names yet because the deals are not done, but very prominent um, Nursing Mom uh, organizations and governmental organizations in the United States. So that's a huge step forward for us. I mean, we have our link backs here and there from, and if you know anything about SEO, you know, link backs are really important. You know, we have our link backs from, yes. you know, prominent platforms and, you know, news outlets and blogs and whatever. Uh, but the government link backs are very important to us. Um, and we've actually been in communication with several of them. So I'm crossing my fingers <laughs> that this is our next big step, you know, with forming these big alliances and um, being able to get the word out even more uh, about what we're, what we're doing and sharing our resources with more moms. Fantastic. You know what? I am a little bit slow on the uptake. Usually not. I just put two and two together. How how flipping creative your logo is with the pump, the stiletto. I kept saying, like, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at this beautiful, like, high-heeled shoes. I'm like, yeah, mom's pump here. I Thank you. Took me a minute. But anyways, it's so clever and so wonderful like you. <laughs> 
and you know, like, and it also is moms on the go. You know, moms on the go. They were yes. obviously they're on the go. Um, and yeah, we wanted to make it very tongue in cheek, very clever. Obviously, the name is tongue in cheek, but the the logo we wanted to make it different because a lot of people they have like boob. Yeah. It is. It's all about the boob and the, the beautiful little baby with the big blue eyes popping out at you. Exactly. But we, we totally took a different route. And, you know, we've had tons of feedback. I even had an investor way in the beginning saying, oh, this is not going to work. You shouldn't do that. You know, but we stuck to our mm. guns and we stayed with the, the both the name and the logo. And now moms recognize it. You know, it's not, it's not an issue. And no, yeah. no mom, our, our consumer base has not complained about it at all. It's all these crazy investors who think they need to put their two cents in. <laughs> mm. Well, I thank you for being here today. And again, thank you for allowing me to spend time in your community with the giveaway of my little children's book, Finn's Giant Leap. So that was really exciting. Everybody, Moms Pump here, uh, Facebook and .com. And, you know, say hello to Priya. Tell her you heard her on Zeta Global Radio. When we come back... We are going to speak to another incredible goddess who I've come to uh, really respect and enjoy. Her name is Elaine Bogard, and she calls herself a modern-day medicine woman. woman, And what she does, and of course she's going to tell us all about it, but she's all about spiritual fertility healing. She's a soul midwife, and she helps guide babies into the world. So take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Zeta Global Radio. Spiritual Communities Network where we honor the uniqueness in our oneness. Visit our website to meet our vast spiritual community of healers, therapists, conscious events, and activities. Visit and check out our directory, upcoming retreats, workshops, products, free videos, and much more. Many services are available globally by phone, Skype, and other sources of media. You'll also find more information on how you can be a member to promote the work you're doing in the world. Visit us now at spiritualcommunitiesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Zeta Global Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And a big thank you to Priya from Mom's Pump here for all that you're doing to help women who want to breastfeed their beautiful babies all over the world. And now we're going to talk to an incredible woman, Elaine Lopez Bogard, who is a modern day medicine woman, as I mentioned earlier before we took a break. And she helps women who haven't got to the point yet of being pregnant, who have maybe had to overcome some fertility issues. And as she'll explain, there's so much more to it in how we get to the point of bringing life here so we can get to the point of breastfeeding. So I'm going to let her share all about her unique gifts and abilities. Welcome to ZGR, Elaine Lopez-Bogard. Hi, Lainey. Thank you so much for having me on the show. So this is a little bit of a long time in the making because we've been talking about uh, having you on the show and finding the right time to really talk about it. And what's interesting for me and actually a thrill is that we're at a time on the planet where there are enough people who are receptive to understanding the whole background, the whole reality, the whole uh, philosophy and reality of souls coming in. So I thought before we get into that, I let people get a sense of who you are and what brings you forward in this moment to, as you say, be a modern day medicine woman and share these abilities for people who 
so, so many times desperately. And believe me, I was there myself with years of fertility issues to get to healing themselves so they can bring in a baby. So let's tell people a little bit about your background and um, how you came to be. Well, thank you. Um, I am grateful to be able to share my story because I feel like my story can help other women um, have hope and know that there is um, and there are healing options out there. Um, so how I got started on this path is um, I was actually, I used to be a web and graphic designer, if you can believe that. <laughs> My degree is in information technology. Um, and then I uh, got pregnant in 2010. And I was really excited about being pregnant. Um, and then just at the end of the first trimester, I lost the baby and had a miscarriage and was devastated. I didn't understand um, what was happening and why it was happening. And um, at that time, I really wasn't on the, the spiritual path. I was doing, um, started doing alternative healing. I had started doing reflexology at that time. So after my miscarriage and my loss, I was, I was devastated and I was depressed and didn't know what to do. I had to you know, go back to work and put a smile on my face and nobody really knew that I was grieving because I didn't really tell very many people that I was pregnant. And that was part of the problem is I really was suffering in silence and I, I realized so many other women do that as well. Um, so in my studies in natural health, um, I became a kinesiologist. And during kinesiology school, I learned about um, healing the emotional root cause of physical ailments. And during that time is when I had realized how much I had stuffed all of my grief and all of the guilt that I had related to my pregnancy loss. And so all of a sudden I was free from all of these trapped emotions and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I can actually talk about the baby I lost without crying because I had stuffed it in so far that anytime anybody would ask me anything, you know, I, couldn't even, I would either not talk about it or I would just break down in tears. So I was finally able to talk about it and so I was on a mission. When I graduated from kinesiology school, I set out to help more women heal from the grief, from the trauma related to pregnancy loss. And I did that. I did that for, um, for quite some time. And what I realized then is that the side effect of my work was that women were getting pregnant quickly and easily. And I was like, wow, what an amazing side effect, <laughs> right? This was just working on the emotional part of it? That was just working on healing the grief and the trauma related to loss. Yeah, it was mm. powerful. Also still on my own personal healing path to help me because I saw that there was so much happening um, like when I was healing myself um, and how I was feeling better. So I, I continued to work on myself. And one of the things that happened was I went to see a gal that was a hypnotherapist and she said, can we open sacred space before we start our session? And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> that had to have been a while ago because when I think about who you are now and what you offer... 
<laughs> You're far past that. Right, right. Well, and actually, it was only three years ago. Wow. That's a huge, that's a huge uh, leap. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all about just remembering pretty much. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she, we opened Sacred Space. She put a rattle in my hand, and I was instantly overwhelmed with emotions of, like, remembering. And tears just came down my face out of my eyes, you know, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is me. This is who I am. Like, in that very moment, I knew I was, I was a healer, that I was a shaman, that I was a medicine woman. I, I just knew it. And so then that's when I began my studies of the traditional healing, the traditional Peruvian healing, and then the traditional Mexican healing. So that's how it, it all kind of, that path led me to where I am today. Well, I think, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for sharing your own personal story. I think so many people who have had their own um, traumas or had, had their own experiences, however spirit has brought them into our lives, um, allows us to be able to be more empathic and um, passionate and compassionate with the people that we work with. I think people who know your story know it's not like you just being, um, you know, you're over to the left and they're over to the right, but, you know, you're a tribal sister who has been there. I've been, I've been there twice myself. I always talk very openly on this show, but I had a miscarriage too at the end of my uh, first trimester. That was my second one. And I had made the grave mistake of bringing in at that time, my daughter who was three to come listen to the heartbeat. And sure enough, there wasn't one. And it was complete devastation. And I just remember her and I'll just share this real quickly. When we got into the car, she was three and she said, says, mommy, don't worry. God told me that I'm going to be having a sister. And at the time I found out later that that miscarriage was actually a boy. And sure enough, after doing some healing work eight months later, I did get pregnant and, you know, little Heather came here. So we all have wonderful stories to share. And I think in the next segment, I want to get into more of the stories and what it is that you can offer people so they can have the hope. I mean, I was on your website, which everyone should take note of, healingthewomb.com, and I noticed that the very first thing that you said that you say on your website are, are you afraid you will never conceive a baby? And like, I almost said tears well up when I saw that because I've been there and many are there in terms of not only afraid, but sheer terror and feeling excluded and all those feelings of shame and not good enough and lessened. So I know that that's such a, such a need out there and I can't wait for people to explore that that you do for them. Yes, thank you. And yeah, because fear is a big block to conception. Do you feel that uh, fear is like the number one culprit, not only to fertility, but to most things? I think fear is the number one thing. And for the women that I've worked with, there is a lot of fear. And a lot of it is, um, you know, like we talked earlier, it's buried. A lot of women don't even realize that there's fear. You know, they want to trust their body, but there's a fear that they can't trust their body, right? Because they, they or they feel like they're, they're afraid that they're doing something wrong and they're not able to conceive or, you know, all of these um, fears that are consuming at, 
our mind and running in the background, um, that's just such a deterrent to allowing the physical body to work the way that it should in the optimal way so that conception can happen. Are there some typical fears that you see that are common? I know we're all individual souls, but for instance, is it you know, societal programming? Is it lineage? Is it, oh, you know, it's the peer pressure. I should have had a baby by now. I mean, are there certain common things you see or everyone, or you tune in uniquely to that person and it could be something completely random? Yeah, I tune in to each person individually and my work is completely customized to each person. I do have like a little process I go through, but it, it is very customized to each person and to their needs to figure out what is going on? Where are the blocks? And and um, where are the fears? And you know, going through um, all the different layers and levels to help them to to be in balance, right? Because that's what we're looking for is to be in balance, so that the physical body can can, like I said, operate optimal optimally. And I know you mentioned kinesiology. So do you work with muscle testing when you're going through this process? Is that part of... It is. It is. And so I feel like that's part of what makes my, my system unique is because I can do the muscle testing and test the physical body and figure out what herbs or minerals or supplements that they need to strengthen their system. And I primarily focus on the endocrine system because, you know, that's the core of our hormonal system. So I work on balancing out the endocrine system with um, herbs and minerals and supplements, like I said, and then, then go deeper into the emotional and then into the spiritual. So it is a complete program that can help address and get to the root cause, right? Because that's what I do. And that's the the big difference between like Western medicine, I feel, doesn't always address kind of the root causes of imbalances in the system, and that's what I look at. Where where is this body out of balance, and how can we balance it? And is the remedy physical? Is it emotional? Is it spiritual? Beautiful. Back with the modern day medicine woman Elaine Lopez Bogart. You're listening to Zeta Global Radio. We'll be back in a moment. Syndicone Media is your company's answer to getting noticed. We are branding media strategists that support you in bringing your message to the world. With a toolbox of media options to help you shine, call us for a complimentary consultation and we'll tell you how we can take your product or service to the global stage through radio, TV, film, and web. Let us show you how to expand and grow your client base through our PR and marketing guidance and support. Call us now at 505-835-3717 or visit us online on Facebook and at our website at cinderconeworldwide.com. There's no limit to our imagination. Let us ignite yours as well. Welcome back to Zeta Global Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're just catching the tail end of this show, I highly recommend you go back to our bbsradio.com slash ZGR or ZetaGlobalRadio.com and hear all about the 
information we're sharing here today, not only for babies who are already here on the planet, but the soul babies that want to come into form. And Elaine Lopez Bogart is here sharing with us that she is that real soul midwife who can assist those wonderful parents who are waiting for that being. And the first question I should just say for those who understand or um, know the concept of souls choose their parents, what does that really mean for those maybe who don't know so much about that aspect? And it's such a wonderful gift that you're sharing with that and, and maybe share with the audience what you can do to facilitate that process. Okay, thank you so much. Um, yeah, so what I can do is, the beautiful part of what I do, I, I should say, is create a soul connection between the mom and the spirit baby that wants to come. And spirit Babies actually, like you said, they do choose their parents, and um, it's kind of fun because sometimes I feel like I'm I'm a matchmaker in ways because I have um, several souls. Like right now, I have at least ten that are telling me that they want me to help them find their moms. And so when I have a client come in, you know, I just call all of those souls in and ask, you know, who is the one that wants to come for this mom? And then one will come forward and then I'm able to communicate with that soul and get specific information from that soul about what it needs or what it wants to make its transition into this world easier. I have chills, by the way. I just have chills because I'm just, I'm just, um, I feel like I'm envisioning, you know, just them lighting up. Like, these are the conditions I need. I'm so ready. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. You know, I just, I never know who's going to come forward or what they're going to say. And um, I'll be honest, sometimes the messages are are um, not easy to hear for the mom, you know. Like, I had one um, spirit come and tell the mom, what, like, I had to relay the information that they needed to clean out up their house and they needed to make space for the baby to come. And when I relayed that information, the mom said, oh, you're right, like I'm a little bit of a hoarder and I have some, some stuff I need to clear out. Like I have no space for him at all. And so she knew oh. it. She knew it. And wow. other times, I'll, yeah, it's, it's really fun. Other times I'll get like, like they, the spirit will actually tell me what um, herbs or minerals that the mom needs to strengthen their body to come. And so, yeah, the way that I see it also is it's almost like um, if you can visualize like a rainbow, right? And the soul is on one end of the rainbow and the mom is on the other end. And I help them to meet in the middle and create this soul connection and a bond even before conception happens, right? So then I can oh, help boy. the mom. The mom, it's more about creating a conscious conception and not just kind of waiting for it to happen because just like we want to manifest and create a life of our dreams, we can create what we want, even calling in a baby, right? So it's just about going back to the basics of 
intention. For me to know that you do this as a business is pretty extraordinary because it seems that there's an incredible amount of enlightened beings out there, conscious parents who know they're not crazy. They know that this is their truth, that we're, you know, we're authentic beings and that there's someone like you who can navigate the world. When I was with my fertility doctor, I said, well, I'm going to have all my mercury removed and I'm going to go through chelation therapy and I'm going to be doing all this stuff in turn, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And they were sort of like, uh, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> and it, it's really made you feel like, you know, like I was crazy. My husband started to even doubt, <laughs> doubt me at the time, but it's like, no, my soul told me like, I got to do this this and this and it was actually all four levels it was all I did the physical I did the emotional I had to do the mental and I definitely you know held on to my spiritual and then she was able to come in and so having someone like you who are like I get you I mean for someone to be received I mean that immediately I would think cuts away from cuts the fear or at least helps to eliminate it dramatically yes exactly Say another thing that I look at is also like if we talk about vibration, it's about raising the vibration of the womb, right? And that's what I focus on, clearing any energy that might be that might be stagnant and stuck in there, looking at any possible past life trauma that also might be showing up as stagnant energy that could also be creating a block for conception to happen. Um, looking at, um, I also look at ancestral karma and call in the ancestors and ask them to come in and help us to get to the root cause. And when that happens, it is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like these ancestors come forward one by one and they say, you know, they apologize for their part in whatever the root is, whatever it is. And then they say, you know, please forgive me, and then they like, it's almost like they take a bow, and then they leave. And it just creates such a profound shift for the client as well when, when we work on clearing that ancestral um, karma. Have you ever run into, or has it ever come up where there are souls that are just clear that or parents that they're to be bringing in an adoption, or th- like their divine contract is the soul's already on the planet, and that they're they're supposed to adopt some, you know, a little girl from China in lieu of pregnancy, or you know, are there situations have you ever been engaged in those where it's it's like nope, spirit has a different plan? Not yet, not yet. So far, it's been. 100% successful in bringing in. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. Um, but I do know that some of the spirits are here just to be guides. And so um, that may happen sometime in the future, but it hasn't to date. I've, I've known now two couples who couldn't get pregnant, couldn't get pregnant, couldn't get pregnant. Then they went, and you probably heard this, and then they go and, and adopt a baby. I know one particular went to Russia, brought her daughter home, was feeling sick on the plane and found out she was pregnant. I think about that. It's like, I wonder if it was the, all the pressure of trying to get a baby and she finally relaxed and then the body works itself out. I mean, there's so many miracle stories. I'm sure you have a million of them in the work that you do. Yeah, and I think 
stress is a big part of it. You know, there are so many stressors, and like I said, it's all the bottom line is it comes back to fear. Fear that I'm not going, that fear that I'm ovulating and I'm not going to, I'm going to miss the opportunity. You know, timing and checking, tracking your cycle every single day, that consumes somebody. And if you think about that stress and that constriction, I mean, that constriction can be felt all the way down into the tissues and the layers in the lining of the uterus. And so if it's so tight, then you can imagine why conception is not happening, right? There's no space for the egg to implant. Yes, it's been a while, but I do remember being there. Well, just in the few minutes we have left, do you want to share any particular best tips or any ways that uh, people can um, do some uh, assistance at home? And certainly I know, do you, by the way, do you work uh, just in, uh, do you work over the phone? Do you work by Skype or do people need to see you in person? Because I know you're Albuquerque, New Mexico based. I am based in Albuquerque, but I do have um, clients all over the world. So I work through Skype or Zoom. And yeah, it works anywhere. So um, location is not a factor in the work that I do. That's great. Because there are people all over the world who listen to this show, and I certainly would love for them to have the opportunity to work with you. What's the best way of reaching you? So the best way of reaching me would be through my website, healingthewomb.com, and I have an option there that um, there's a a free 20-minute consultation that we can hop on the phone and have a conversation, and um, I can understand take some time to understand their particular situation and see if we are fit to work together. And um, I also have a Facebook page and it's Elaine L. Bogard, Modern Day Medicine Woman. Um, And you can find information there. I have the same link on there to um, set up the free consultation on there as well. And so anything in particular you wanted to share with ZDR listeners specifically? Um, Well, two things. One is I'm happy to offer a um, discount for the listeners of this show, and that's $300 off my three-month program. And just let me know that you heard it on this show, and I'm happy to offer that. And um, one thing that um, women can do before they um, call me is to just sit in a quiet space and take some time to just place your hands over your, your womb, over your uterus, and just send love into your uterus because each of our or- organs has its own energy. And so you just want to spend some quiet time thanking your uterus, thanking your ovaries, thanking the fallopian tubes for all the work that they do for you every single month, and thanking them for the cycles. And all of the wisdom that the womb is bringing to them every day and just holding on to that and then being in the space to just listen and see what wisdom and what, what information the, the womb will share with them. Beautiful. What a perfect way to end the show. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for being here. 
thank you for helping the planet grow and <laughs> bring in loving beings that are here to make a difference. I can't wait to see what the future generations are going to do in making, you know, Mother Earth a beautiful place. I know it takes more and more of us to uh, hold this place up and certainly Gaia needs us. So thank you for being a facilitator for that and for just these loving couples who are ready to be parents. Thanks, Elaine. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, Elaine. Sure. Okay, everyone, have a beautiful, beautiful week. Please share this wonderful podcast with all those you know and care about who want to know about breastfeeding, want to know about bringing babies and beautiful souls into the world. And uh, thank you again for being here today. And thank you to BBS Radio. And we wish you a wonderful, wonderful, blessed week. Mm-hmm.